Welcome to the Life Adventure Podcast, where we explore everything related to making digital transformations. On our last episode, we went through the process of building digital products as well as our experiences as UX designers. Today, we continue that conversation. Subscribe to hear more talks and tips on how to transform your business today. Um, you know, when we're building products, we're keeping in mind, uh, you know, who the ultimate end user is going to be. And uh, accessibility is a big, crucial part of that nowadays. How do we make sure that our digital products here at Venturet are accessible? Um, when we create a product, uh, we want everybody to be able to use it, especially those with disabilities and people who have a low internet connections or devices that are are outdated. So it's important that when we think about designing, we don't think only about, for example, only our target users, but we think about everyone in general. And uh, what are just some examples from the products that Venturit builds, um, uh, ways in which we make uh, our, um, our products more accessible? Talking about Venturit, how we create, um, how we implement accessibility into our products. We use accessibility standards. Um, it's not easy, but it's doable. The accessibility standards are sort of like the uh, the guidebook or the rules of the game to be able to make ac uh, products accessible. Um, accessibility is not uh, an option. It, it's a must-have. Um, you, you can actually get sued if your website is not accessible because it's the World Wide Web, so everybody should be able to be, uh, interact and see what is it that you're posting. Mm, so it's definitely very important to take into consideration the accessibility standards when developing a product. There's a ton of things to take into account. There's color contrast, um, how items are being developed from the programming side. There's also layout considerations. So there's an sort of like, uh, what do you call it? Like um, a specific guide on how you're supposed to lay out things so that um, the, the readers can be able to, the website readers can read everything uh, in the appropriate direction. Yeah, yeah so there's that, a lot of, of rules, actually, and yeah. a lot of <laughs> rules that we can use to check if our site or our product is accessible. Um, but so, what, what, what tools are we using? So it depends. There's, um, there's plugins. There are companies that are purely dedicated to create plugins for websites so for example if your website is inaccessible they um there's they, you would get sort of like a button or somewhere in your site that would make the website accessible if needed but in Venturit, we do the accessibility from the start so we design taking into consideration those accessibility standards there's a ton of uh tools there would be endless to name that mm -hmm. can help with uh, color contrast, uh, that can help with the um, uh, reading side. Um, but the, the ADA, which are the accessibility <laughs> standards, those, um, they actually have a, their color contrast tools. So that's what we use. So yeah, <laughs> we are ADA, our products are ADA compliant from the design process yeah actually we have a post a blog post on venture.com and we listed um 
some tools for accessibility and different aspects. So if our listeners want to go further, they can go to that post and uh, they can uh, read it and get more information about it because there's a lot of different tools, different. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm also sure that like, as we move further into kind of the next stages of the web, uh, whatever that might look like into the 2020s and beyond, mm-hmm. um, there are going to be, you know, new, um, new corner cases and, and new ways in which uh, we're going to have to make things even more accessible than probably we're even um, imagining or, or planning for right now as we mm-hmm. expand, because most of the world is still not, you know, uh, have access to, to the internet at the moment. So yeah. um, that's all going to change. What are um, some design trends that you are looking out for uh, in the coming years? Oh, okay. This is a, a good question. Um, this is like trying to make a prediction right now. And mm-hmm. it's very difficult to ensure something because for me, personally, for me, it depends a lot on what the big brands do, you know, because uh, I strongly believe that they are the ones that lead the way on design. For example, uh, Apple and the operative systems that they have are always on the top of the reference for UI design and UX design. Mm. So that's why we need to take in consideration those uh, releases that uh, these uh, big brands do. But for now, if I would have to say something, um, I will dare to say four things. And okay, here's my product design forecast for 2021. Yes, let's go. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, here, the fir- in the first um, place, I think basic uh, geometric shapes could be the protagonist, definitely, uh, especially on websites. Second thing, I think the colorful and minimalist 3D illustrations and icons. Um, they will be definitely fundamental part of many products. Between did you did you see, for example, the icons of the new Mac OS Big Sur? They yes. have uh, they have implemented these designs. If you see, uh, they have this 3D style, super minimalist and colorful. Uh, that's why I'm talking about. Mm. Um, third, we have the dark mode. Um, this is very related to accessibility. In addition of accessibility, I think I think the dark mode is going to be stronger um, because it helps to save battery in different devices because it adapts to different uh, environments. You know, day night is super uh, flexible and dynamic. And fourth, um, and not less important, uh, bold, large, and prominent fonts uh, will be a must definitely. We have those uh, styles currently in 2020, but I'm pretty sure that we are going to uh, see large fonts in 2021. It's a trend, definitely. Uh, Valley, any any predictions for this year? I actually agree with all of the ones Maka said. Um, minimal, minimalism is very on trend right now, uh, especially because it's something that iOS Apple abides to like having very um, like a very minimal design and we've seen it almost everywhere in many um, platforms nowadays Uh, also 3D when Maka said about the 3D I think it's very uh, on point uh, especially because she mentioned that now the 
new iOS icons also have like that 3D element. But I would say also 3D typography. So I don't know if you've seen now that many logos are mm -hmm. sort of into typography. So everything is, uh, and many designs, if you see like posters and things outside, uh, the design is, most, is mostly how the designer is playing with the typography or the fonts. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think uh, that is going to be very on trend. And also I've seen um, a lot of collaborations uh, for with illustrators for packaging design. And I've seen a lot of uh, natural illustrations. So a lot of flowers, leaves and things like that. But for the packaging side of the design trend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for graphic design. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely agree uh, on the whole dark mode thing. I mean, I get so disappointed whenever I find a new application that doesn't have dark mode <laughs> because it's like I don't want to stare at this bright white screen all day. Um, and, yeah, it's just more relaxing to, to. I hate dark mode, to be honest. I know it's a, like it's more of a necessity now. Um, mm -hmm. but it definitely uh, helps rest the eye, but I hate dark mode. Actually, my Instagram is on dark mode at the moment, and I don't know how to turn it back to light mode, but <laughs> I don't like dark mode at but all. I, I think, <laughs> no, I think I, I, I understand you, but I think that dark mode does, uh, does not apply on all the platforms. Because black, you know, this dark color uh, usually doesn't uh, combine very well with images, for example, on Instagram, where you have a lot of different colors and pictures, images, videos. Mm -hmm. uh, but dark mode, for me, works perfectly on platforms like Twitter, where you usually are just reading, you know. It's different, but I think uh, the dark mode is really good. It's very dynamic, as I said. Um, I thought one of the interesting predictions that you had, Maka, was that uh, screen sizes were going to continue to increase in size. Um, people have said that, you know, maybe the iPhones, for example, aren't going to get any bigger because at a certain point, they're just not going to fit in people's pockets. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I see a tie-in to our, our talk about accessibility earlier in that um, you would think that bigger screens would also help with things like, you know, visual impairments and yeah. um, improving, you know, uh, especially for touch screens, you know, helping with, um, you know, touch accessibility and things like that. Mm -hmm. And also, have you seen, but have you seen the new, like, phones, the ones that are, like, a fold, that you can fold? For example, uh, Sam, was it, is it Samsung that has the flip, the phone that you can fold in half? When, once the phone is uh, in normal, like not folded, the the screen is much bigger. But when you fold it, it's the size of like an iPhone. So I do think like it, that hits mostly what Maka is saying too. I'm not agree with uh, having all these different screen sizes because it only means that we are going to have different viewports and we're going to struggle a lot when designing because you know we have to create designs that need um, you know that we need to adapt to all mm -hmm. the different screen sizes and it right. will be a problem a big issue at least in the beginning when the when those devices are uh, you know recently released 
So the two of you have been in design um, for quite a while, and um, obviously, uh, you do you, you you do a lot of great work for Venturet. Um, so, what are some tips that you would give to a person who is thinking about getting into this space um, but is not sure uh, how to start their career in product design? Yeah, if I could give um, some advice, it would. Uh, most of all be that you have to be very open to criticism. Um, Remember that design is different to everyone. So don't be discouraged and always be open to improve your knowledge and the ideas that you have. Uh, Also, design is always changing. So it's not like I'm going to study design and then I'm going to go get in it and never have to study again. No, design is always changing. So it's fluctuating just like fashion. So mm-hmm. it's very important to keep to know what is on trend so that you can keep yourself and your designs relevant. And uh, also think of the users and understand. I think I've, I read this somewhere. This is a quote. I don't know exactly who it is from, but you have to understand what your users need and not, exa- and not necessarily what they want. Us as product designers, we have a very powerful task of molding and changing people's behaviors. So take, for example, social media. If we look at Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, um, before those were available, we would live our lives normally. Like we wouldn't think, oh, I would need an Instagram. I would need a Facebook. No, this so these social medias, these products have molded our behaviors so that we think of them as a necessity and we use social media nowadays for everything not not only to like keep relevant or just to see what people are on but also to be able to keep with family keep in touch with family and our memory saved as well so the more these uh these devices and products these networks become integrated into our lives the more than um, the way in which, you know, I'm not just talking about for, for career purposes, but the way in which, you know, how they're designed actually is having a real effect on us. So it's not just a, an arbitrary thing or an aesthetic preference. It's actually becomes part of your, your daily experience of, of life, you know, especially now that we're doing so many things online. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, I'm designing something because it's going to look nice. No, you're actually changing how people are living day to day. You have the, you as a product designer have the impact and you have the ability to create products that are going to like change people's behavior. So it also comes into being responsible on what you are delivering. So I think those would be like my, like my tips, be open to criticism, always stay in trend. So research, investigate, study all that you can and make sure that you give users what they need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think you said almost everything. Um, I just have, uh, I just want to add my personal advice. And it's basically that if you want to start your career on design, go ahead. It's a fun profession. Of course, uh, it's full of learning, different challenges, adventures, making mistakes all the time, but learning from them, struggling a lot to stand out because this is something important. There's a lot of competition out there. And that's, uh, that's something that must be said. But it, for designers, you have to remember that your main, your main competition will be yourself all the time. 
you will have to strive every day to be more creative, more innovative, to make more, um, to make everyone fall in love with your designs through colors, through images, through your ideas. And please, uh, please do research, connect with good designers, stay up to date on the latest design trends and tools. And finally, um, please never be selfish. Don't be arrogant, be patient, be a team player and share your knowledge whenever you can. Please help others to be better and grow up with you because modern designers, I think we are person, human beings. And I think that um, we need to share all these uh, knowledge and good experience with others to make them grow with us. So I think we need to be uh, inspirational leaders as well. That's, that's really great. And um, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, um, design is really about, um, you know, touching as many aspects of sort of the human experience um, that, that we can. Um, and multimedia designers certainly are attempting to do that. Um, design is, you know, always at the intersection of art and technology. And that's what I think is so interesting about it, um, because people think that those two things are sometimes um, separate or can't be combined, but that's what designers are doing every single day. Uh, thank you so much, Maka and Bally, for uh, coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And I hope you've all enjoyed this uh, interview with uh, our, our designers here at Venturit. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for thank inviting you. us. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life Adventurate Podcast. We appreciate our audience and clients for their continued support. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends and family. For more information on our services and upcoming episodes, please visit us at Venturit.com, as well as our other social media channels. Talk to you soon.